I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this welcome is... To welcome the <laughs> to the Mutant Ages. To the Mutant Ages. We don't have a prepared ages. intro. We don't have a prepared intro. I'm we do repeat. have a prepared title, and we do have a pretty solidified structure for our show, which is that we watch every single cartoon animated version of X-Men. Yeah, I can't row. repeat all that. I was trying to just parrot everything you were saying. I mean, that would have... That, that would have made everybody leave and be like, screw this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just clones of each other, so that's what we're going to do. So, um... Speaking of clones, there aren't any in this episode, but Wolverine <laughs> yeah, is like, there. where are you going to go with that? It was sort of like an ass-backward way of being like, you know X-23 and how she's a clone of Wolverine? Well, this episode's about Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, we'll uh-huh. be meeting X-23 on this show in about three years. Yeah. But until then, we have to watch every single episode of X-Men the Animated Series. And guess what, guys? There's some stinkers in there. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the At a shitty episode <laughs> called Cold Vengeance, if the title wasn't shitty enough. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. is Vengeance mm-hmm. cold? Like, explain to me. I mean, I guess like cold hearted. Like, I mean, it's a pun because this entire episode takes place in the Arctic and it's yeah, for you ever some heard that fucking phrase, reason. No. Um, revenge is a dish best served cold. And also, you know, snowman in the Antarctic. Ryan, and, have you or have you not heard that phrase? No, I have heard that phrase. I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm just mad at this episode. I know you're like busy making snow puns, but it occurred to me that maybe you <laughs> genuinely hadn't heard of that phrase. That is what the episode title is a reference to, because in the episode, Sabretooth has a line about like revenge being cold. That's and I was true. like, why didn't they call the episode Cold Revenge? They call it Cold Vengeance. I, I that's don't close know enough, why. I guess, but they had a thesaurus anyway. with them, and they were like, "Let's do vengeance." I don't know. <laughs> this it's really one, weird. This word sounds cooler. It's kind of like when you're a teenager and you're trying to be like a new and upcoming and like cool writer, and you're like, "I'm in writing club or on fanfiction.net or archive yeah, our own." And you got your thesaurus. Yeah, you're, make you're my role play sound the, better. I'm just gonna the like T words. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when I change the word from like cold to like chilly. Icy. Chilly Icy revenge. vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> why oh isn't God. it called icy revenge um anyway right. i guess let's recap this shitty episode that yep. no one should watch and everyone should skip um uh, i'm gonna say that i remember this episode when i first saw it and i remember being like sort of like bored by the episode and i was kind of hoping since some of the other episodes that we've rewatched, and mind you i've watched these episodes a bunch as an adult and as a teenager and as a kid 
and this one was one I skipped a bunch. But however, for this show, there's been a lot of stuff that I've come to like from a writing and a production perspective on all the episodes that we have watched so far, including that crazy fucking Morlock episode. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of times when we've been like, now that I'm actually watching this, there's some interesting things in play here, even if it's still, you know, goofy as hell. Yep, but, but nope, this, this one episode... is just as as stupid and boring and more <laughs> racist than I remember it being. Uh, yeah, it's it's it sure is all three of those things. <laughs> Stupid, and boring, and racist. I'm, I guess I'm disappointed because I've, you know, like the show has so far been. I mean, there have been episodes that have been really good, and then there's been episodes that have been kind of wacky, but still tell a story and has still been entertaining in a way. And this is just like, I get what they're trying to do because this is a story about Wolverine and Wolverine dealing with the sure fact that i get what they're trying to do to be honest i don't know what the purpose of this episode is we could talk about it in the recap but i'm pretty sure that it's supposed to be like wolverine dealing with his inner turmoil and finding inner peace but like in a way that doesn't actually resolve any of his problems because he doesn't address any of his amnesia or his weapon x problems and that's later down the line anyway so it's just kind of like I don't know. I, it's kind of this setup sets up this idea that him and Sabretooth were going to dive into their backstory, and it mm -hmm. just doesn't. I think that's an interesting premise for the episode. I just don't like the setting. But that's anyway, a, let's that's how let's feel. talk about it. Um, okay, so previously on the X Men, Beast is still in prison. Oh Nothing's happened there. Guys, remember Beast? Remember he was in the Beast opening was credits once. <laughs> uh, and then Cyclops and Jean went on a hot date. And they mm -hmm. were kidnapped by the Morlocks, and then everyone had to go and save them. And Wolverine spent the entire time like Moping pining over Jean, Jean because Jean Scott kept on walking over and, and like yeah. being hot as shit. And then Wolverine ran off crying into the night because Jean and Scott stayed together as if he didn't expect that to happen. And previously, mm -hmm. all to that, there was a whole bunch of shit happening with Magneto versus the X Men. So yeah, but that isn't relevant to this episode. And no, they didn't really. No. They didn't include any of it in the previously on because it's not. Oh, also previously in the X Men Part Two, uh, <laughs> Sabretooth attacked the court that beast was in yeah for his bail hearing Sabretooth randomly appeared there right it's cyclops wanted to save him but wolverine refused and so Sabretooth was taken to the x mansion where wolverine tried to kill him and xavier told wolverine that he should get over his problems and try and help him help Sabretooth, which is fucking stupid and fucked up and then Sabretooth attacked jubilee and wolverine and sliced wolverine and wolverine fell down like a baby and Sabretooth <laughs> ran off with like a ball of yarn into the yard of the X Mansion and ran away because Sabretooth was running, working for Magneto, and everyone's like, "What's this guy's I mean, deal with is Wolverine?" He even working for Magneto, we ask this every. We don't time. know. In this episode, he appears to just be a free agent who just bops around, making Wolverine's life hell. It would he make and Magneto sense. Don't hang out. Yeah. Magneto's not on this episode. That is true. Magneto hangs out talking to computers and walls and monologuing into the moonlight, and Sabretooth is sort of like an assassin for hire. So I feel like Sabretooth and Magneto should be friends because they're both like weird loners and they both have a lot of problems they're just so sad and alone and both and of their boyfriends don't agree with yeah, them both of their ex-boyfriends are still <laughs> mad at them anyway um all right they, so like, in the actual recap in the episode we had a recap of gene 
cuddling Wolverine and be like, Scott's waiting for me and runs away. And Wolverine's like, so am I. And so that's kind of like a recap of where things are from the last episode. So we start up with Gene and Scott going to visit Wolverine to thank him for helping them escape the Morlocks and everything because they think that Wolverine would want them to come in and right. be Wolverine's like, thanks for waiting. saving our relationship again. He's been waiting in bed for Cyclops and Gene to come and thank him so he could just have That's a threesome with the both thinks. of them. Based Honestly, on this scene, that is what a Cyclops is acting like he thinks is supposed to happen Oh, yeah, here. Cyclops is like, we're going to have to go have a threesome with Wolverine now to thank him. Because... They walk in and Wolverine isn't there and his room's been trashed and Cyclops is so mad and he, like he's offended. screaming at this. He's like, "Why would Wolverine just leave without telling anyone?" And Gene's like, "Uh, I'm sure he had a real good uh reason. Maybe um, gotta go." And Scott goes, "I don't buy that, Gene," which made me laugh out loud because he sounds so whiny here, and he's oh, like just stomping here. his foot and crossing his arms and being like, "Why does a Wolverine want to hang out with us?" It's like the funniest, most unintentionally funny moment of the episode you know what's great is he's written as a teenager and he's often drawn as like a 30 year old i know it's weird but i think all the x-men or at least gene and scott are supposed to be in like their early 20s or at that's, least that's what i think too it's just a strange way that they animate them in this series but whatever i still enjoy it i think uh, it's like the late 80s hair that they all have I like know. they all have really big hair it's kind of like how if you watch old 80s movies all the high schoolers look like 35 because everybody <laughs> was like wearing massive suit jackets because that was like cool and back shoulder then. pads yeah and like really huge sunglasses and really oh, huge hair i mean honestly we should bring that back well i mean i'm just saying like if you like you're watching twin peaks all of those high schoolers look like 30 and they're not oh i know it's perfect i i you know me i want everything to go back to the style of the 80s it was good fashion good like choices anyway so scott basically throws a fit where he's like i don't buy that gene we can't depend on him because he's a hothead and anyone who just abandons a run of runs away from his friends can't be trusted because he's a huge dick and then he like stomps away what did what like he's mad that wolverine wanted some time by himself this doesn't even fucking make sense i don't know but but then gene like goes to the dark corner where like a light is flickering (laughs) and she's like he left because of me a oh rogue's God, like Gene. rogue pushes her out of the way it's like this is my spotlight get out of here <laughs> no there's there's no rogue in this episode no you're right really no there's not but this is like the first time gambit's come back and done anything since like the first I know, episode i know gambit is finally in this episode but not yet no first first we're gonna go to alaska being emo as hell wolverine is standing on a ledge on skis <laughs> he skis up to this little ledge and is like on his little fortress of solitude oh my god he's like there's no place like home and he's like clicking his ruby heels fucking nowhere (laughs) yeah and he's skiing in like a full body snowsuit i don't know how that made him feel like home i mean i guess because of canada is cold but i don't recall canada i guess so it's like him up in alaska or but does he fucking remember he's from canada number one number two have you ever seen wolverine ski before i mean there's like multiple episodes of this show where characters go skiing i think this is like a 90s thing where skiing was in again 
I don't know. I I, don't I, re- know I recall why. in the nineties there was like a boom of people needing to go skiing again. And I like, don't know. Maybe there was like a marketing campaign for skiing. I don't know. I don't know. The, it's the like one of those things behind Big Ski were secretly funding X Men the animated series and ensuring that people would go skiing. So cool character Wolverine went skiing by himself, oh, yeah, which is totally. pretty dangerous, by the way. So he's skiing around on cliffs, right? And he's skiing over like a little ice bridge, which suddenly we see Sabretooth blow up with like a little remote control which i yeah, thought was we hilarious see Sabretooth come out of nowhere because Sabretooth has just been like stalking wolverine up into this ice ice area yeah yeah and so he and blows he's got a remote and he blows up something near wolverine and it just like he jumps down on top of wolverine and immediately they start like screaming and moaning and growling and rolling around as yeah, they do there's no actual like know, fighting happening wrestling. it's just a lot of aggressive thrusting yeah um and then like after a lot of that um eventually wolverine falls off a cliff and gets pushed into like some water yeah saber monologues to no one oh my god no he's like screaming off the cliff <laughs> he's screaming goodbye old friend let the ice be your tombstone and like it's longer than that those are oh the two lines god. i wrote down but he says goodbye like 60 times <laughs> and wolverine is in the water like clinging on to a little tiny iceberg and saber is just like screaming oh, at no, him that he's gonna um, die i love the part where Sabretooth like sees that Wolverine like climbs up onto a chunk of ice and Sabretooth is like no not even your healing powers will keep you alive on a piece of ice in the Arctic I wrote that down I wrote that down because the first Finally, time we... they're acknowledging yes. that Wolverine okay. has healing powers. You had the same reaction I did. I was like, yes. six episodes in, Wolverine has healing powers. Okay, good. And so <laughs> as he's screaming, this Wolverine has a great line where he's like, well, at least I don't need to listen to your flapping mouth anymore. And yeah, la- Wolverine is basically saying he hopes he dies so he doesn't have to listen <laughs> to Sabretooth. It is pretty funny. I just wrote Sabretooth needs to calm down because he's like monologuing oh, no. for this entire it, he's gonna, fucking scene. He's going to do the opposite of calm down because that's oh, going to pan know. over so we can see his ass like <laughs> fully drawn very voluptuous butt that yeah, bayonetta would be like Look, jealous of I, I am honestly i do squats and i was gonna my say like what kind of squats good. is he doing like he should share that knowledge with us so we can do it too and meanwhile he's being like you'll die frozen and alone but i will track you down just for the pleasure of burying, burying your, your bones, bones. yeah Okay, but also the other thing that confused me about this scene, I mean, who fucking cares? But they're both, they both keep talking about revenge throughout this entire episode because cold vengeance, guys, but they never say what for. Like, we kind of know that Sabretooth killed some of Wolverine's friends because that, that was revealed to us, but we don't know the circumstances. We don't know who the friends were. We don't know how it began. We don't find out. Like, do they we ever don't even actually know. tell us? Like, no, they don't, because even Wolverine, this, he doesn't seem to know, and he doesn't care. It's really, well, eventually in the episode, that's the arc, insofar as there even is one, is that eventually Wolverine is like, why are we even fighting? I don't actually give a shit. We but should like, be besties. Well, he doesn't get to that point, but but he, no. is, he is at least like, this is ridiculous. That's, we can get there eventually. But like, at no point does either one of them actually spell out what happened. It's kind of like the writers didn't bother to figure something out here. But the I don't problem- know is that then the fight has no stakes because it's like we don't give we don't know why they're even fighting in the first place you know like who died we never know we never know who are these people 
<laughs> I really, we actually know nothing about Sabretooth we at this really point. We really don't know anything because about him. he's like, he's like, I worked for Magneto and I killed a bunch of Wolverine's friends. And the only, and like the only, we could have had a chance to figure some of it out when Professor Xavier previously went into his mind, but instead we have like <laughs> Sabretooth in the montage? fucking zoo battling monsters like, and aliens. Xavier, I don't know. You know, doing a gem fusion with Sabretooth <laughs> and like becoming the weird, you know, Professor Sabretooth. <laughs> For like a second they just don't even elaborate and they hadn't even previously elaborated so it's just like a bunch of bullshit like in antarctica i don't know are they in alaska or in i think they're i think they're in alaska i think it's alaska too not that it's established ever well i mean it it has to be a, a place that's warm enough that people can live there but anyway we'll get to that later so we're back to the right. x mansion and, and Cyclops and Gambit are fighting. Cyclops is taking out his anger that Wolverine left on Gambit, apparently. Yeah, because but... Cyclops is being just like a messy little bitch at Gambit for no fucking reason. You know what's really great, though, is that Gambit... This is a reminder of how I love Gambit, though, because like I kind of had forgotten over the years because... Our mutual friend Katie and I had written so many fan fictions where Katie he... got obsessed with Gambit in part because <laughs> of stuff like this show, I think. Oh, no, totally. But like to the point where he just became a different character that I oh, sort well, of yeah. forgot like how Gambit actually is, where similar to Wolverine, <laughs> Gambit doesn't take anyone's ship, but Gambit is less like likely to throw a tantrum or have like a PTSD attack, even though he does have PTSD, I think gambit is really willing to defy he like represses Cyclops. his emotions and is like a dark character and and is has sort of a dark side well you know what's really great though is throughout this episode of reoccurring theme with gambit is like everyone's like gambit we can't do that he's like maybe you can't but like you know i'm a criminal dude so like i don't really give three fucks what you think so yeah i mean that's his attitude so anyway this up ep- this meeting in the X-Mansion starts out with Gambit being like, so have you heard about this Genosha resort? Apparently they're welcoming mutants. I know. It's Cyclops just turns around and he's just like, what about your boyfriend, Gambit? <laughs> Why doesn't anybody care as much as I do? The Wolverine's gone. No, he doesn't even bring that up. No, he's he doesn't. Just like, he doesn't. Gambit, that's a stupid idea and nobody should go to the beach resort. Oh, no, it's even worse. What a he waste just... of time, I know. And he keeps on screaming. He's like... He's just like, stop spreading rumors, Gambit. And I was like, Gambit's like, I'm not dealing with your shit, Cyclops. Shut the fuck like, up. Like, Gambit comes in and, like, has intel about something. And oh, Cyclops is just like, fuck you for literally You're just as no bad reason. as Wolverine. You just want to lie around on a beach somewhere, which is not a bad idea. It's which Xavier not. literally, okay, so like, Xavier hovers in. Xavier floats in. in and I know. he's like, hello, children. Like, he d- does this stupid <laughs> Xavier thing where he's like, why are you guys fighting? And, like, finds out and then is like, actually, Scott, you guys should probably go check out Genosha and, like, make sure that it's okay for mutants to stay there. Totally. And, Scott and he's also instantly, like instantly changes his tune. As oh my soon God, as Professor I know. X says that, Scott acts like the fight never happened. And he's like, Good idea, Professor. Oh my God. Let's check out Genosha. That he's, he's like such so a boy scout, it's annoying. And it's like that's not even my problem with that scene. My problem with that is that Xavier comes over and he's like, You've all been under some stress lately and i'm just like because of you you. because of you you fucking shithead and cyclops is like ready to defend him and i'm like 100 on gambit's side in this whole fight i mean gambit is just like 
I, this was my idea in the first place, and somehow Professor X is acting like it's his idea. And also, like, be, pretending as if, like, the stress and the dangers we've been under is not hit like xavier's fault like it Magneto. is his fault and so oh, i guess I xavier is like assuaging his own guilt about that by being like actually you all should go on vacation or at least check out this resort and see if it's safe while you go and like you know now that's something scott is cool with because you know he just does whatever xavier says apparently and then he's like i'm going to have you send three mutants he, like, he tells cyclops to send three mutants and, and then like i think xavier still picks them anyway <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember who picks them, but it ends up being Storm and Gambit. And then Jubilee like raises her hand and is like, oh, can I go to the beach? Because I'm a teenager. And this is the most yeah. exciting thing that's ever happened to me. And Xavier's like, sure, nothing will happen to you there. And I'm like, Xavier, stop sending people to like death camps, please. Yeah, like, you know, something horrible is going to happen to Jubilee. Like- He's a fucking psychic. You know what? This actually <laughs> let's let's review. He has Cerebro, right? So can't you just fucking like hop on Cerebro and like check Genosha out like and see like psychically who's there no nope. <laughs> like he actually can't do that and he can't tell what anybody on genosha is thinking or if anything anybody has like bad thoughts about mutants there he can't do that that's not his power he just can't do that at all oh okay he's probably just exhausting all his psychic powers like trying to reach out to magneto and crying at night yeah that's just what he's doing constantly i mean while magneto is wearing his helmet and being like cut it out I know, pretty much. He's like, get out of here. Get out of my head. All right. So then Jubilee's like, sweet, what am I going to wear? And I'm like, I bet you you're going to wear like more of your yellow raincoat, Jubilee. I know, right? She doesn't, though. She doesn't. She does wear some cute stuff. She does. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, and then Cyclops is like, remember to keep your eyes open. You're on a mission. <laughs> Cyclops just sucks in this. Luckily, he's like not really in the rest okay, of the episode. Okay, but then, no, no, but then Jean turns on. She's like, maybe we could use a vacation Cyclops. Wink, wink. And he's like, gotta keep her head in the game, Jean. And Jean's <laughs> like, I'm never gonna get laid. Like, <laughs> like you, it's like not a wonder that she ends up trying to like, fuck wolverine all the time because cyclops is like first of all it's wolverine and second of all cyclops just doesn't appreciate her at all no he he really doesn't and like it's one of those things that like whenever i reread like the 80s comics and uh watch this tv show it's like it reminds me that like he's no good for gene gene's like way better than him and like for a while in the comics they almost didn't get married because as soon as he proposed she was like what the fuck do i do with this like you know it's kind of baffling but i think it's just like i guess you have to believe that gene decided to settle i mean it's it's like hard to have any other interpretation of their relationship because like she's amazing (laughs) i think i think it's just like they even if you like scott summers which i'm fine with him at least in like certain comic book runs he's kind of shitty on this show but like just kind of (laughs) okay he's pretty much terrible on this like so far he's not redeemed himself at all to us so like iterations like the cyclops on this show is like why people don't like cyclops well you know what gene you can do better than cyclops all right but i mean is there anyone who's good enough for gene gray I like Wolverine and her, but I also like Wolverine well, and Wolverine's Storm together. Well, like, emotionally damaged, though. Like, is he really capable of, like, being in a good relationship? I don't know. I think I When think Jean he's good. was alive, I don't know if they could pull it off. And you know what? None of that is relevant to this episode. No, it's so not. We're just, like, we're, <laughs> we're just like... We're just like... Can you guys tell that we'd rather talk about anything other than what's about to happen next? We honestly next, would just rather... Which is, rather... like, the start of a shitty white savior plotline where Logan, No, what like, we're going to do is we're going to rewrite the X-Men 
woman, but in the shape of like the old dating game show. So we have like Jean, or we'll have Wolverine we sitting on one side. We did that. Are you forgetting that we did that? No, I just literally, as I said that, I was like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, we already did this for a convention where we like did an X Men themed. We dating like game. wrote an X Men themed dating game, and I was Jean Grey in it. That was fantastic. And you were Magneto. You know what? If anybody wants to see this, if anybody wants to see a play that we did that no. was a satire, we will do a throwback to when we were the X-Men trying to get everybody to date. And I think the only person who succeeds is Magneto and Xavier. I mean, we could maybe let people see that video. You know what? You you write into us at themutantages at gmail.com if you want to see that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back to this show. Oh, um, <laughs> What show? Where are we? <laughs> well, we meet a group of Inuit saving up for a snowmobile, apparently. They just pull up in a boat, and this one guy, like, makes a joke about snowmobiles, and they all get out, and I'm like, oh, these guys seem cool. <laughs> I'm, let me look up this guy. Okay, so Kuok. Oh, my God. Kuok is the name of the comic relief Inuit. I don't remember his stupid snowmobile joke because I didn't write it down. But I don't he's know. like immediately established as like the comic relief guy. Yeah. And then there's another guy, Puyata. Puyata is the elder. Uh, so, okay, you know what? I'm glad you got the names because I wrote elder and stupid guy. <laughs> I mean, that's basically the extent of it. <laughs> so Puyata goes over and sees this collapsed man who is Wolverine in the snow dying or in the ice or whatever and is like, let's save this guy. And Kuok is like making stupid jokes about how they could sell him and get a snowmobile. I don't remember the joke. It's dumb. And they And they all decide to save him. They bring him back to camp, and then as soon as Wolverine, like, wakes up, he just, like, immediately tells them his name is Wolverine, which I wrote, okay, fucking weirdo, and then he goes, <laughs> I'm a mutant, and puts on his insane yellow outfit just, like, in front of them, and I'm like, all right, so I guess Wolverine just doesn't give a fuck, like, all right, and Pieta, like, doesn't know what that is. He, he like, doesn't know what the term mutant is. He doesn't bat yeah, he's just the like, idea we... of somebody being named Wolverine. He doesn't oh, think it's weird. This is where it gets like racist because they're like, we're Indians. We've been living in tents and teepees in like 1992. And yeah. we've never even know. We didn't it's even like, know that there's a world out a there. Mutant? We, we've never been to the big We don't city. have TVs. We've never <laughs> been outside of Alaska. And we here we live in igloos. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, mean, I have friends in Alaska. Guys, I'm pretty sure there were like houses that then. Bad. It is. It's worse than that. Oh, so anyway, like, we haven't even gotten to the fucking teepee village yet. Like, I know. We'll get there in a second. First, we get like a brief glimpse of Storm and Gambit and Jubilee going to board their planes. Storm is wearing an amazing outfit here. That's all I wrote down for that. It's like a two second yeah. scene. And like Jubilee's still going on about her clothes. It's cute. Uh, and meanwhile, Sabretooth Gambit ditched... isn't disguised at all. Oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to say that Gambit's going, oh my God, they're like wearing these cute outfits and Gambit's showing up in his full X-Men costume with like the trench coat. And they're like, it reminds me a lot of when I was like 18 and I went to Jamaica and I was walking around in my combat boots and everything. And Everyone's like, what's wrong with this kid? Like, <laughs> Yeah, Gambit is still wearing like his full face mask thing. Yeah, too. I can tell you from experience that if you do that on a tropical island, they, they notice that you're a weirdo and something's <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> well, Gambit does it anyway, because he actually doesn't give a shit about being undercover or being yeah, pretty part much. of the X-Men, really. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to 
back to Wolverine saves the Inuits from their own incompetence, apparently. So they all take him out fishing on a boat and Kiwok, who is the comic relief guy, throws out this net and he's like, OK, Wolverine, I bet you're going to suck at fishing compared to me. And then he like instantly fucks up. For no, he no like he, reason? Oh my god, he like brings in a net of like 50 fish and just immediately like <laughs> drops all of them back into the water. For like no reason. Oh like, my he god. He just accidentally drops all of them or like the net breaks again for no reason. And then Wolverine uh, instantly is magically good at fishing. There's well, no reason why he would he just be. Turned, well, he literally turns around. He's like, I'm the white guy, so therefore I'm better than you native Indian idiots. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. He doesn't say that, but it's like fucking it's like, stupid. It's, it's stupid like, as fuck. He like, he's like, it's all in the wrist. And he just throws the net out oh and instantly god. catches fish. And all the other people people are like wow that's the most fish we've ever seen in our lives oh, oh my god, god he saved i can't us. stop this this episode is so racist it like drives me fucking crazy it's pretty like, bad it's really bad although wolverine has this absurd line here also where he's like got all the fish and he's like this reminds me of the one who got away but i don't take much stock in fish stories <laughs> i wrote that down because i was like doesn't the one that got away have to do with like dating? But then I looked it up and fish stories refer to like, you know how fishermen like the stereotype is like you tell a story where you're like, oh, I caught a fish that was this big, but it got away. So I don't have any pictures. And it's like a lie. Yeah, that's what that's supposed to refer to. But in context, it makes no, no sense. I like I just I couldn't deal with this scene. I it can't was deal stupid. with it. The writing of this episode is extremely bad. Like, <laughs> it's just really bad. I don't know another way to put it. Like, the individual dialogue doesn't follow logically. The characters aren't behaving the way they normally behave. And it's also really racist. I don't even know. And it's like, even the animators, like, like only half-assed it in. Like, they put Gambit in his full costume. Like, they just could have put him in, like, literally anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, back to the racist Indian Eskimo camp. Uh, Wolverine caught so much fish that it's, like, the best that they've ever had. I know, and pe- the people are, like, flipping out about how amazing it is. And they're, like, throwing a huge party and, like, making a trampoline oh, out okay. of animal skins. Okay. Oh, and, like, flinging God. people in the air because that's the only form of entertainment they have. <laughs> they've never seen... They don't have, like... Electricity. They just uh, by party. You mean they have like a campfire? They're dancing around it and then dancing around their tents and their teepees and like it's it's so bad. It's I don't know, so guys. bad. Anyway, they have this little trampoline and it's and this lady runs over to Wolverine too. She's like the lady's like stranger has strength of a polar bear and I, know, I was like why is she talking like, like that? It's terrible. But also, so Wolverine is sitting there with Pieta and he's like, I finally feel at peace helping people. And they have what, like, was he what doing is before? supposed to be like a meaningful conversation. And yeah, I mean, I'm like, what are you, what are we supposed to take from this? Like Wolverine just wanted to feel what it's like to hang around people who like. He was already part of the X-Men. He was already helping people. I know, I know. I I didn't feel like this interaction was meaningful in any way. Like I wasn't like, oh, Wolverine should just abandon his life and fish for this tribe of people. Because they don't like apparently in Alaska they, they don't can't ever survive without this white guy showing up and getting them. Yeah, food. pretty much. And they don't have like technology in Alaska in the nineties. Didn't you know? I honestly 
I can't stand any of this. These people <laughs> act like children and they're like so fucking impressed with everything Wolverine does. Anyway, that's I guess that's why I'm on Kewok's side because Kewok throws a little tantrum during this party and stomps off by himself and is like, no one respects me anymore. People used to respect me before this Wolverine asshole showed up, but now I'm dropping fish all over the place and nobody thinks my <laughs> snowmobile jokes are funny anymore. Fuck this guy. So he's like pouting and like, climbing a mountain and i'm like i'm kind of on this guy's side here but yeah, unfortunately he runs into Sabretooth, who immediately starts threatening him and Sabretooth, and he thinks that Sabretooth is some sort of snow d- demon yeah, he's like he's... i did not believe the snow demon was real <laughs> Sabretooth is I forgot about this <laughs> I wrote so that down bad. immediately I was like this is it's like they went back in time like before TV centuries. existed and they're like oh what is, what is this demon and but I mean oh Sabretooth does look fucking weird so it's kind of understandable but yeah Wolverine, he has... I mean sorry Wolverine Sabretooth turns around and like beats the shit out of him yeah, or pl- because he's to. like you smell like wolverine and i hate wolverine and then eventually kiwak interrupts him and he's like wait dude i also hate wolverine like i he's that guy's not my friend oh i know i know and I sabertooth is like i know fuck this guy and sabertooth is like you better not be lying to me and he's like you're a snow demon you can read the truth in my eyes and sabertooth is like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> And for some reason, Kewok trusts this snow demon and is like, we both hate Wolverine, so this guy's going to help me take him down. Oh, wait, so there's also a point here together. where they also remind us that they don't know where mutants are, because Sabretooth goes like, I'm no, I'm no snow demon, I'm a mutant. And the yeah, kid's and like... Yeah, and is like, I don't know what the word mutant means. Like, oh my god, whatever. It's dumb. All right. So they decide to work together, basically. They so, do. They decide anyway, to work Anyway, we're together. just going to forget about this scene and go to Genosha now. Yeah, so we go back to Genosha. Gambit and Jubilee and Storm are checking into the hotel. And Gambit, this is around when I noticed that Gambit isn't wearing sunglasses. He just has his eyes, his okay, crazy but see, eyes. All right, yeah, this is when they were like, we're going to send three mutants undercover. And I like literally wrote down, I'm like, well, Storm has white hair and white eyes. And Gambit just has like crazy demon eyes. So good job. I, I like Storm can have normal eyes, though. So like, she's fine. But That's true. Gambit. Gambit's eyes are crazy, and he's doing nothing he's, to hide them, and he's wearing an insane outfit. Oh, like, my God. Anyway, so that was immediately noticeable in this scene, because they're, like, at the front desk, and I think Gambit is like, look at this sign that says mutants get a special discount. <laughs> and Storm is like, we're not going to fucking tell them we're mutants, you idiots. Oh, my God. I love that. Storm's like, <laughs> Storm's like she's like, shut the fuck up, Gambit. Like, but Gambit, like, looks like a mutant. He's, like, he has, spinning like, the sign around, doing, like, eyes. little tricks with it. I'm like... Anyway, and then um... There was so the desk clerk like, comes out, yeah, and the desk clerk, like, offers them this nice room, but then is, like, looking at Storm and somehow recognizes her. He, like, runs, like, a program that's, like, a visual Wikipedia, yeah. and he, like, looks up on Wikipedia, it's like, Storm, part of the Marvel Universe, a mutant, and he's like... <laughs> And then he, like, has the mall security footage of her fighting the Sentinel from the first where, episode. Where are these people getting this? Okay, this keeps coming know. up. How do they keep on getting security footage? Like, is, like, security footage in this universe, like, basically royalty-free? Apparently, like, it's just publicly available online to everyone except residents of Alaska. They have no access to any information about mutants at all. Oh, my God. The rest of the planet can get it 
easily. Yeah, this is before Google. Like, yeah. I don't know how they keep on getting this shit. I don't know either. Public, public domain security camera information. I don't know. Uh, and then so the guy's like, I've got the perfect rooms for you. I'm sure you'll find your stay interesting. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> so fucking ominous. And they're like, okay. I know. Jubilee's like, can't wait to go in the beach and like splash around in the water and eat like, I don't know, bananas. I don't fucking know what Jubilee's doing. So <laughs> it's just partying. She's being adorable. Right. And so then they leave. And this dude pulls out like another foam from underneath the desk and puts it on the desk. And it's like bright red and like huge and obvious. He like, he like looks phone. around like very Remember like when suspiciously. You had, like actual phones and you had to plug them in. And if you wanted a second line, it had to be like a whole separate phone. <laughs> <laughs> As he picks it up and he's like, the arrivals are ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this guy has an evil phone all right anyway back to alaska because this episode is all over the fucking place yeah it just keeps going back and forth between these two completely unrelated plot lines like there's no narrative they through just line needed all. like a transition episode like i to like sort of set up a cliffhanger that they were going to genosha essentially but like they well, couldn't just do that. Why is the Wolverine plotline even here? Because I hate it and it's bad. Whatever. Oh my god! I don't anyway, know. So let's let's go back to that. So Kiwok challenges Wolverine to a hunting battle, and so they're gonna go hunt some seals apparently. And they like you know they're sailing around together. And then at one point Wolverine is like, "All right, dude, we both know you just brought me out here because you want to try to kill me. So let's get it over with." And they like have an awkward fight in the kayak where Wolverine <laughs> instantly crushes his spear. And Kiwok like throws a little tantrum and then they go back. And then I they guess. notice that the entire camp and tribe is like completely on fire and they're both it's, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't even remember why they go back, but Wolverine is like, let's go back because I defeated you in our fight. And they go back. And at this point, I thought everyone was dead and I was I shocked. I thought so too. I thought I was like, like everyone had really died. upset because I was like, this episode just fucking kill all of the native people who were in the episode because that's extremely fucked up if if so well, guys no. luckily like... no that isn't what happened it's still really fucked up that their entire village is destroyed and they make you think all of those people are dead i think i but think so they too aren't actually dead luckily and wolverine identifies its saber tooth by getting down on the fucking ground and just fucking sniffing it and then he like jumps up and like performs a monologue where he's like there's no peace for me even yeah, here it's all my thinks, fault why are you doing this to me and he's like spinning around in circles and I don't then fucking Kiwok know. interrupts him and has his emo moment where he's like no this is all my fault because i worked with saber tooth i trusted him I thought that he was telling me to go to this hunting ground with you because we, he was going to show up and help me kill you. But, but it turns instead, out he was just going to kill everybody Saber else. Sabretooth decided to ruin my entire village. And, like, why would Sabretooth even do that, by the way? I was trying to like, figure that out, too. What? Why does Sabretooth do Like, maybe anything? he was, like, trying to, like get at wolverine that way because he definitely goes and kidnaps all the villagers but i don't that understand is what like, happened but like why like, does i don't he understand the, the logic village? of him like sending them away and then kidnapping everyone because it just would have made more sense to lead him away and just kill him i mean I sabertooth has problems anyway so wolverine is like i have to go face sabertooth and kyok is like let me come with you because this is also my fault and wolverine goes some things you have to face alone and then he takes out a little bag that he has with him where he was keeping his 
this shitty mask, this Wolverine mask. It's like the only thing in this one bag that he was was carrying. I'm like, you brought no supplies. You just brought your Wolverine costume. He just puts on the mask, and I was like, holy shit, Wolverine. You're such a nerd. Um, he's I just, just thought that was no. He's so just funny. emo as fuck in this. If he could like, if his hair actually like got wet and went down, he'd just have an emo do. Like you know what I mean? Like it just would be falling but all over his face. But instead, he's got his like animalistic rockabilly man thing right. going on, where he has like the sideburns yeah, I know. He's, like, and shit, basically and, like, like the, the flannel. Elvis, I don't know. So then, like, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so he Wolverine sniffs out where Sabretooth is, and, and as soon as we see Sabretooth, we also see that all the villagers have been tied to this well, also ice we bridge, have to remind you that, that stupid dude did follow him, and Wolverine thought he was yes. Sabretooth at first, and I was like, how did you, what nonsense that he was there, guy with super senses, <laughs> like, super hearing, <laughs> super smell, and then you still got it no. wrong? Like, come on. I mean, Wolverine and Sabretooth aren't really acting like themselves. Like, no one is acting like themselves in this right. episode it just seems yeah insane but the, you're right that they're all tied to this cliff and the, he's like sabertooth is basically like what's wrong old man did <laughs> so i interrupt your mission does. and he's just like going on about all this shit he's like you you can come and fight me in two minutes or else i'm gonna blow them all up into bloody pieces and they're all gonna die so you better come and fight me <laughs> and prove that i'm better than you and wolverine's just like i don't want to fight anymore i don't care who started it i just want to bury it and Sabretooth's like I'll bury it all right in your butt so <laughs> Sabretooth yeah well there's that <laughs> and then Sabretooth also says only a coward like you would care about these people and I'm like what is it cowardly to care about a bunch of people you don't even know I don't like why did Sabretooth even kidnap these I, I also don't understand what this fight is because he's like you're gonna prove yourself to me Wolverine and Wolverine's like no I don't want to fight anymore I don't care about her secret origin story that we're not gonna explain at all here I know okay so then Sabretooth throws snow in Wolverine's eyes and <laughs> somehow Wolverine is I know instantly blinded he's like it. crying and flailing. I was like ah there's snow in my eyes and I was like oh <laughs> my god this fight is like they're not even fighting they're just throwing snowballs at each other and then they're jumping on the ground and wrestling and groaning and moaning like everybody's attached to like this cliff by the way and like wolverine yeah and there's bombs i know it's like bombs are like ticking down and the bombs are gonna blow up the bridge and kill all the villagers and they just turn over they like they're looking at the bombs and they're sweating and they're crying and they look over and like wolverine's just fucking saber tooth like It's just like two ex-boyfriends having a fight and like every all these other people are like, are we seriously going to die because of these two assholes? Oh my God, seriously. Like this whole, it's they terrible. just lost their whole village because Wolverine and Sabretooth are having a fight, which is not explained at all. Like, these poor people that lost their entire fucking town, essentially, for no reason. No reason. Like if I there know, was like no at reason. least a reason as to like why they were fighting, like them maybe. But, like, Wolverine doesn't fucking know these people. He didn't even save them. Like, you know. Neither do we in the audience. Like, they're just, like, random people that we, like, meet in this episode and I assume we never see again. I know. So, eventually, like, it ends because they're fighting dangerously above this trench and, like, Wolverine gets knocked over and he's hanging off the edge of it. But then he climbs up and then, like, because, like, that stupid dude, like, distracts Sabretooth. Yeah, Kewok, like, distracts Sabretooth briefly and then that helps Wolverine kill Sabretooth, basically. Because... Because Sabretooth runs towards Wolverine and then ends up flinging himself Because over Wolverine the just, like, steps aside very calmly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, then we get this, like, you know, Looney Tunes, Wild E. Coyote, like, of Sabretooth falling into a trench for, like, a full minute. And it's, like, playing, like, yeah. wacky music. And I'm like, 
all right, well, I guess this is Looney Tunes now. Like, I don't know. But I mean, like, Sabretooth probably isn't dead. It's fucking Sabretooth. I know. I mean, but anyway, he falls into he, a He really does. And Wolverine's like, well, that takes care of that. Dusts off hands, walks away. I'm like, dude, Sabretooth is going to. I guess I'll never have to worry about Sabretooth showing up on my birthday trying to kill me. <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, son, brother, boyfriend. I like how, like, in my notes, I just kept writing, this is fucked up, like, every few <laughs> sentences. And I don't even know what it's in reference to but i just was like very oh, no, upset you, you were probably episode. upset because like the following scene is like wolverine's oh like God. because of me your people lost their village and i want to help rebuild it and the elder's like no we're gonna move to the big city now because like it's oh time my God, i wrote this down here's what the elder says the old ways are gone the young ones will have to find a new way for the people to live. And they're like, he does say that thing where he's like, the young people have wanted to move to the city for a long so time. And it's like, fucking what? I don't know. What, do you, what city? There's plenty How, of what's cities. Their plan it's just here? like, why? Do they have like residents in the United States? Because as far as I could tell, they've been living like off map, like on an Alaska island. Yeah, like... They they basically have been living in the wilderness and surviving off of the land and refusing to communicate with anyone they don't else. Have... Like they're basically like a completely isolationist society. No electricity, no TV, like nothing, no way to communicate with the outside world. That's what we're meant to believe of these people. I don't fucking know. It's so weird. And like I don't know what the purpose of them being there is. Like it should have They're just objects. Like they're just they're 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 like a racist object for Wolverine to save, basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because like they're not portrayed as human. No, they're not. They're not. And the only times that there's any characterization between any of them is the elder who is like stereotypical like native american like believe in the like spirits older, of like the animals yeah, and this yeah, but yeah. like not in a way that's respectful to the way that religion works it's just like he just talks it's very just a ominously of, like aphorisms that he's like wolverine will talk when he's ready to talk about his pretty feelings. much and then also being good is good <laughs> i'm the elder i'm the elder <laughs> like and even... then the only other dude is like this guy that's like such an idiot yeah that he actually ends up destroying the village because the idiotic guy is like i'm mad that a white guy's here and i don't want i mean honestly he probably should have been mad because like this white guy came in and like ruined everything for them so well but then they basically invent like the native character that is gonna fuck it up to like sort of take the pressure off wolverine so wolverine is like right he like he fought Sabretooth everything's good he's forgiven for the fact that he went to this village and like brought a murderer over there and like burned the whole place down <laughs> yeah, it's actually entirely good Wolverine's job x-men you know what and it's stupid too because it misses like the quintessential point of the x-men of like being accepted by like no matter what gender no matter what sexuality no matter what color you are like we all are working together to find our place together in the world and this like episode just like the sheer opposite of that which made me so yeah, mad because it's like very tokenizing right. i mean i don't know who wrote this episode but they can suck it so they're anyway, probably listening uh, to the podcast and be like crying a little bit and i'll be like sorry sorry <laughs> sorry. sorry not you that sorry have tried harder yeah i know so the end of that one scene is that wolverine like ignores the entire monologue about how all of the people have to move to the city because they don't have a home anymore and wolverine just goes you called me friend because that's his only takeaway from everything Wait, so is he also implying him. that like the x-men aren't his friends because like 
like Jean Grey and Rogue and Storm and Gambit all seem pretty friendly with him and Jubilee. Nope, none of those people supported Wolverine the way that these other people that we never see again I, did. That's a little unfair because Gambit definitely has been taking it up the ass for Wolverine. So if he's just like, Gambit doesn't matter. Like, fuck that. Yeah, plus what about his relationship with Cyclops? Scott's really upset that Wolverine I, left. And his relationship with Jean. <laughs> okay, Wolverine is fucking all the X-Men. But is that really a friendship? I mean, it's certainly like a friendship in a frat pack kind of way. It just seems like Wolverine way. is having a lot of trouble like emotionally opening up to other people. Well, so he needed to like go catch some fish for people and then come back. I don't know. It's all fucking bad, guys. This is a This is episode. like on par with fucking like Magneto living in like in X-Men Apocalypse with Magneto just living undercover in like a tiny little village yeah. somewhere where also they didn't have any fucking technology. Yeah. And they also like found out who he was from like a newspaper clipping or something. Yeah. God. What is with X-Men <laughs> and like just idolizing this idea of escaping to a town where nobody knows who I mean, you are? I mean, I think it did happen some like sometimes in the comics, but not quite as often as it happens in the movies or the, the animated it shows. It would be so hard to do it today, though, because of the internet and like just connectivity all I, over the if world. If I recall, like, in the very first episode of Wolverine: The X Men, it also involves him like saving like somebody of color. I can't remember. It's like it's like that's what Wolverine does. This might be, for all we know, this episode is like based on some weird, shitty comic book that neither of us has read. Like, I have it read doesn't seem... so much X Men and so much old Wolverine comics, and I don't recall. There's often times where he goes off on like spiritual, soul searching journeys, and that they're kind of like, like this... saves people of color with how white and powerful he is. I mean, no, they usually just all die, and like like in Wolverine comics, there's no I mean, success that usually. In this. It's usually like everybody just dies, and honestly, that's probably what this episode would have been if it was in a children's show. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's what it's almost seems like it's going to be. But luckily, he saves them. I guess yeah. whatever. It's well. So anyway, the episode anyway, the is not over scene, because now we got to go yeah, back to Genosha. We've got one more scene. And the last scene is that Genosha is pretty fucked up, you guys. <laughs> Surprise. Remember that remember that desk clerk with the red phone? Yeah, he was calling a robot army. To oh, come. like literally he like <laughs> called the entire like team of Robocops and Terminators to come and like take them out. But yeah, they, they don't know like that yet. Sentinels They're and like shit. in their hotel. But yeah, first we see um Storm and Storm is like reading a big magazine and Jubilee and Gambit are just like hanging out and being excited about their bungalow that Oh yeah and Jubilee's and like I'm gonna go unpack and she like takes out like more yellow shirts. And she's like but I won't be able to sleep because I'm too excited about going to the beach and then as she's taking out her t-shirt and putting it into like the hotel room dresser her window suddenly like turns into metal like a metal yeah like a metal sheet comes down and like blocks her window so she can't get out and like she runs out and there's like a sudden lockdown and they use gambit's powers to get out i think well I don't yeah remember. they he like blows it open and like when they stand yeah. up they get out there and like the entire cast from like the old <laughs> mask cartoon like the 80s yeah. mask cartoon or it's like all standing yeah, like there the entire mask army is there suddenly and like a million robots and helicopters yeah are there they're not and, even like, sentinels like beams are there's this giant them, fucking terminator standing there and like for three minutes, i know one i of know them is a teenager. And, well, I, to be fair it was necessary because like they like destroy all of them like gambit well not right away at first gambit is like time to kill all the robots and storm is like wait don't kill anybody and gambit is like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> 
they're trying to kill us and we're going to die. Is, and he just doesn't take her order and instantly This is something that came up in the attacks. first episode, too. Because remember, Cyclops yes. is like, don't attack anyone. And Gambit is like, well, can you some somebody tell them that? Because they're going to yeah, try and kill Gambit us. Yeah, but Gambit did obey that order that time. And Beast ended up getting kidnapped. And Morph died. Yeah. This time, Gambit is like, fuck that. I'm going to kill these robots. And he disobeys Storm's order and goes ahead and starts killing people. And then Storm's well, like, well, robots. may as well just jump in and join. <laughs> Storm is like, parents enough and she also just starts blasting people <laughs> with electricity and that's how the episode ends well not entirely because then a sentinel comes out after everything blows up the sentinel comes up and this is like the only part of the entire episode i liked is like the sentinel comes out and whips out his fucking like sex tentacle and like yep. wraps up and around jubilee all three i know and he like pulls them all up and jubilee is screaming not again in a comical <laughs> way which i think is not the way that line should have been spoken i'm pretty sure i was supposed to be her screaming in horror that not again like not again like you know because yeah. like i think that that line does belong there but not in the way that it was like at all enunciated well, but if it's like screamed in a terrified way then the episode is like a huge downer i know it's like it, it's it is good though because it would be like how fucking scary is like this kid who was chased by these massive fucking robots I before know, the sentinels were like how she was introduced to the x i know she finally feels like safe again and then it fucking comes back um, i know it's pretty fucked up, actually, yeah. from Jubilee's perspective. Exactly, that's what like, I thought about, too. So. Really traumatizing. But yeah, that is how it ends. And it, it's kind of too bad, because I actually kind of liked the very brief glimpses that we get of Genosha, and I even like the beginning of the episode where we get to see Cyclops throwing his little tantrum. Like, those those moments are very funny and, like, good character-building build, moments for the X-Men. I was fine with all of those scenes, but then Wolverine's entire stupid arc, I'm just like, why is this even here? Oh, I don't know. And it's like it doesn't it doesn't tell us any information we didn't already have. I would have much it's racist preferred and it's stupid and boring. I I would have much preferred a story or two separate episodes like in which Wolverine went back and delved into his actual past with Weapon X and Sabretooth, and then a separate episode where like you know storm and gambit and jubilee were investigating this uh, this island for like the entire episode and be like things yeah, aren't like adding a up mystery and like more build up for for that as opposed to just the, the hotel clerk having a red phone immediately i mean it's it's evil. totally possible that they were supposed to be separate episodes and then instead for some reason they got jumbled together i don't think the native american thing would have changed i think that was what that episode was written to be i mean i'd like to think that an episode like this wouldn't be written now about native american characters but like it very well could be you know right there, stuff like this still happens i mean this, i mean i guess i guess this is our politics section they're, they're, by the way oh yeah all right so welcome <laughs> to the politics that's a good point actually because um i was thinking about how in the 90s there were like a lot of movies there are a lot of like wise native american characters right but there are also then. like a lot of movies about that too i'm trying i'm blinking on the name of that movie I mean, that had like pocahontas is the obvious one no, but... i mean there is pocahontas but there's also that one that had like tim allen is like kid that grew up like with oh, the wolves or something i don't I know. know what you're talking about yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to i'm gonna google it while we talk but um reminded me of that and it also sort of reminded me of like uh other we had like jumanji at jungle that time to jungle Oh, that's, that's what it was. What it was wow, called. you got to it way faster than I did. That movie was so dumb. There, but there were a lot of... That was like a thing that was happening back then, and I don't know why. It's also in the same light that in the 90s, there were also a bazillion, like, 
karate movies so there was just also a bunch of wise asian men that was helping them out this was like a yeah. thing that was going on in the 80s and 90s was like to wise just have like this mentor character who's like a non-white character but helps like a young handsome strapping white guy well, like figure out because in way. the 90s we're doing this thing again where like they were trying to be more liberal and trying to like incorporate right. people different colors like, and like they did do that really successfully on some shows like power rangers and uh ghost Rider specifically um i mean we love those shows but there were other things where they were like, let's have characters of color in this. And then the representation was just like terrible. It was like, like it still would just be super like a tokenizing racist. side character that would not. And do it happened anything. a lot on like the cartoons and kids shows of the 90s, like specifically. Yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah. Because like it, it, there's always like an episode dedicated to like they go on a spiritual journey with like Native Americans or something. I think what it was trying to do, I don't think it's happening in this episode, but I think that that thing that we were trying to do in the 90s was trying to get people of america to understand the actual original history and culture of the native american history before you know white people came and ruined it (laughs) yeah but that doesn't really i mean it's tough to like explain that to a kid i mean honestly it's something that i didn't know about at all until i was older oh i know i know same here and like i just assumed that everything was supposed to be like when i found out about it and i was like wait columbus day like isn't a good day i like remember finding that out. like thanksgiving is also a bad day like yeah i was like mad because i was like why didn't anybody tell me about this in history class at all and like instead for my entire life i was told that these things were great and basically just people lie to children i know i know and that's still sort of what's going on here but it's the 90s and it's weird this is a kid's show that is like presenting a pretty fucked up narrative where like this white character shows up in a native village and basically ruins it and leaves no he like, and, like he basically brings his bullshit in there and like yeah. they burns down the thing and it's like not even placed on wolverine's shoulders it's pull it placed no. on the other native american shoulders yeah, it's we're we're supposed to be like well kyok should have he's like, such not an idiot Sabretooth. but like if wolverine hadn't gone there they would be fine but also whatever it it doesn't even the premise is already absurd because this entire civilization is like not depicted the way that those people would have been living during the time period that the show was made yeah so that's really weird yeah too. It, it is very weird and i already said this uh but it's just not what the x-men is about it's not it shouldn't be it may be what the 90s were about and i'd like to think if we were making an x-men show now it wouldn't be like well this. The, and this is this is a this is a problem with even the movies now and a lot of the shows that happen it's just for some reason, the comics have always been very loyal to the fact that the X-Men is about people of minority, any minority. It does, it's not just like, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, that metaphor is, like, pretty embedded in, yeah. like, a lot of Marvel comics, and they try to navigate that well. I mean, there are certainly examples, like, all this fucking Captain America shit, where it's not handled well. Right. But, I mean, there's also a lot of, you know, Miss Marvel and and all of the x-men stuff that we like miss marvel is is a i'm just gonna throw this out there to our listeners but if you are enjoying our show and you enjoy x-men absolutely go read the miss the current miss marvel series because it is so good and it is quintessentially the x-men but like with miss marvel and it's it's so good it's so good yeah it's awesome i really love those those books i do too i i mean i don't know i don't know where i was going with that thought at all (laughs) (laughs) well the point is that that it's it has it's not 
what the X-Men is about. And so when yes. they do this kind of thing in the TV show, or even in the movies, because X-Men Apocalypse certainly suffered from a lot of weird, weird racist bullshit. I mean, it still happens. And every single time that happens, I'm just like, this is not what the X-Men's about, like, at all. Like, the canon of the X-Men has always stayed true to the fact that it's, like, people of minority straight across the board uh, and dealing with the actual problems and politics of the world. So, like, when they do this in a TV show or an X-Men movie, it's just, it's so displaced from the points that they are trying to make and is so far and sort of insulting to the original content itself it is it's shitty i mean it's insulting to actual people and absolutely and like also it's insulting to the viewers who so far as i said we've had i mean not every episode's been fantastic but it's been well enough that reviewing it from a critical standpoint as an adult like because we both have like an eye for this now we both are sort of working in the industry to a certain extent where we so we can criticize this even like some of the not so good episodes that have just been kind of wacky have still had some sort of like value to them like you know the stupid warlock episode was still a story about like you shouldn't like hate on ugly people <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> and also don't rape people like yeah yeah i mean those are good lessons but like but i mean and they, they also tell a story like you know even the, the, the weird warlock episode told a story about callisto like kidnapping cyclops to be her like sex object because she wanted to bear a child and like they were too ugly to go up on the surface and this and that and they want to create a beautiful yeah, child and, like, you know how that doesn't really make sense as a solution to no it, it doesn't and... but like it was at least a story but that was the point of the and episode just, and this it's not it's it's just bad writing bad production you feel sort of betrayed a little bit after the fact that we just saw like six episodes that were good or at least like enjoyable yeah you know and or at least like could well piece itself together in a way that like i told... do think that this will probably happen again because this is an old show it is and like i i we have pretty high expectations obviously but i do realize that you know at the time they probably thought they were being really progressive by like even including this story which is sad to look at now because watching it i'm like wow this is terrible (laughs) but like they probably like were really patting themselves on the back you know right (laughs) to be like including all these characters of color in as this sort of side quest for wolverine and that that sucks that like that was what the standard was back then and i i think it's cool that we're sort of looking at it now and being like oh it's it's nice that this feels incredibly outdated and racist now but at the time i don't think it did and like that sucks but i i mean it's also something to think about like in terms of the progress that we have made since the 90s, because we look at the 90s back in a nostalgic way all the time, and we're always like, remember things are great, because there were some shows like that we had well, already you know listed. What? Where Ghost Rider was perfect. Ghost Rider and- was like really good, though, because the main <laughs> character was Jamal, and he was a smart kid, and like that was awesome. Also, Gabby was awesome. Gabby was I awesome. I loved Gabby when I was a kid, and I wanted to be just like her. Uh, but the point being is that, like, you know, it was hit or miss in the 90s, but like, it kind of makes us look back at like the content of that decade where we kind of look at it in a nostalgic light and be like, it was so great. And honestly, a lot of it really was, it was trying, it was trying to make progress, but it was also a lot more like obviously racist than we thought it was. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even remember this episode, but I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. I, I don't know, man. Anyway, there's no other like political angle to talk about here, but I'm sure we're going to get into it more with Genosha. Yeah, I do. I do want to make a comment on the fact that it would be a terrifying concept if there's a place somewhere in the world that is like 
a beautiful resort that's also like kidnapping people from the resort and like throwing them into concentration camps because that's terrifying to think about but it is terrifying and hopefully isn't something that's happening in our current society i really hope not either because that is scary well the sentinels had to go somewhere and you know the last time we saw the sentinels trask was fleeing the country and he was saying that they were going to take the program overseas so i guess they did that's right I guess they did. So I, I guess we're going to check back in on all of that. Where did they buy a whole time. island? I guess we can save, we can save these questions for like the next episode. <laughs> but like, where did they get the money to build a giant fucking resort? I never understood where they had their funding to even leave because the government cut their funding. Mean, yeah, how did they transport giant time. robots? All right, we'll talk about that next time. Well, the giant robots flew there, probably. Uh, you know, that's a good point, except they're so shitty that they probably didn't. <laughs> I mean, they're always fucking breaking and going and flying into shit, so... Well, before next week, I'm going to have to, like, do some research on this, because I know that Genosha is supposed to be inspired by a lot of, like, really fucking serious political Yeah, things yeah, and, like, the fact that, that Genosha... I don't know a ton about, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to try to look into it. And eventually um, Genosha becomes Magneto's continent, well, yes, so... very eventually, but it, but that's not how it starts out. No. Uh, but we can we can talk about that next week. Uh, but yeah, this is that's going to be another example of the X Men trying to sort of like make political allegory in in the comic books and and then later on this show, right? With what Genosha represents and and what it does and stuff. So that I guess we'll see if we think that's good or not. I know. I think next week's episode or like the next episode is going to have a lot more content to it. So be ready for yeah, that this episode was just I'm, I'm pretty sure shit. i'm pretty sure the writer behind the genosha episode is like one of the better writers on the show that i can't remember i mean i think for like the serious episodes they probably like have specific like they have like an well they, they have team, one woman that wrote a ton of the 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 major episodes and all the ones that we like so far like she also i think wrote the first episode or at least one of the ones that we were like oh wow the writing this is really good so women it's women they are just better at everything hey that's not true i'm terrible at everything i've been i thought you were gonna turn around be like that's not true i'm terrible at writing i'm like well you should probably find a new career then (laughs) i mean according to my haters that's true well it depends on what you're writing about i guess do we even have a who's that we do we do okay ready who's that x all right, so this week we are doing Wolverine because this is probably the last time in any of the animated series, like including Evolution, Wolverine, the X Men, and the animes, and like where it's going to be an episode where we introduce a Wolverine story without introducing any new characters. Because like, yeah, the next time we do like an origin story of Wolverine, it introduces like twelve characters. <laughs> so, so we get to finally meet logan our boyfriend oh yeah he's everyone's boyfriend they line up at the dmv for wolverine's dick that's one of my favorite jokes that we've come up with on this me, show. me too honestly <laughs> uh so anyway his real name as we know is james howlett which is something that they sort of added in the past couple of decades but for a very long time he did not know his name because he suffers from amnesia from the weapon x program which we will get to uh, as you know, his powers, even though this cartoon seems to not want to dive into them at all, include superhuman senses such as like smelling, hearing, feeling, tasting, mm-hmm. all that shit. All um, thanks to the ozone layer, mostly. Oh, yeah, the ozone layer, obviously. <laughs> uh, he has heightened agility and reflexes. He has 
animalistic attributes. Um, he has enhanced healing, which is actually probably his most his main power because yeah, his most noticeable power, the fact right. that he can heal. Be- besides his claws, which have been laced with adamantium, and he well, that's be- not a power. That was stuff that came later for him. He oh, was yeah, born I, with that. He was born with the claws, well, but yes, he, but not the adamantium. No, uh, and then you know f- because of his healing, he has an extended life and longevity. So he like basically is going to live. I, it depends on the writer. I mean, sometimes he lives like thousands of years. Yeah, Other times he lives he up until like adamantium poisoning. That's I know, him. right? Even though I, yeah, it, it just really depends on like <laughs> who's writing which future. Dying. There have been a lot of death of Wolverines. Yeah. Yep. Over the, um, over the that's why this books. current one, where they were like a big, they did big a big uh, storyline last year that was the death of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, it's not. And then they're like, well, here's old man Logan. I'm like, that's also dumb, but whatever. Uh, that's what we have now, though. Yeah. Anyway. But, anyway however, it is, Im- it is important to make mention that since he's been, quote unquote, dead, X-23 has taken the mantle of Wolverine. Yes. And I sort of hope that she, when he comes back, because that's going to happen, that she doesn't lose that title because I really love that. So I think it's awesome too. I think they should both be Wolverine. Like they could be the Wolverines. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. I mean, I think they'll find some way to do it, but it, it does seem like the X-23 comics have been pretty popular. So yeah. that seems like a good sign. And like, maybe we'll even get a movie someday. One uh, can hope. Marvel. Uh, uh, Fox, come on. You listening? You're not. Uh, how you about, hate our no, show. you're not. Actually, Fox just hates the X-Men. So there's that. Whatever. Fox can suck it, too. Anyway, yeah, how the heck are we going to summarize all of Wolverine's history? It's like decades. I picked, I pick it. I had to pick out all the stuff that I felt was like the most relevant. OK, because we can't do all of it. We'll be here. No, all night. we can't because then there's so many sub stories, too, because he's I know. like, I mean, we just most... told you he's died multiple times. Like, I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, know. honestly, he had amnesia and they were like, OK, so let's see how many times we can flesh out this character. Mm-hmm. Uh and Wolverine essentially is like the main character of the X Men to the point he's where the most like popular character, he's the most well known character. I mean, right, and because of that, he's on like all the teams. Yeah, and he like and it's it's become a point of continuity errors because like they'll release like a whole bunch of series, and Wolverine's just like on every single team, and it's been like a point of like people making a joke, being like, okay, so. Wolverine must be running real fucking fast between like each mission to be with like somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah. So uh, it's ridiculous. But his main teams have always been X Men, and uh, he worked with at Weapon X and Alpha Flight, which is the Canadian Avengers. He worked with the actual Avengers, and uh, he works for a secret hit squad, which is like the X Force, which I will mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things to mention is that he's always been in love with Jean. Um, and as, as he's been alone with a lot of women um, because he's just such a softie for the ladies. And uh, <laughs> because of that, he fights with Scott a bunch, but also because he disagrees with Cyclops and Xavier. Um, Understandably. Ch- right. For uh, all the I know. reasons we've told you about, listeners. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, Xavier's a douchebag. But anyway, so Sabretooth is somebody that he is an ongoing rivalry with, which we talked about it on the last or a couple episodes ago when we were yeah, getting we to Sabretooth's, Sabretooth's background. Spotlight. 
uh, Wolverine's had a series of different sidekicks, most notably is Jubilee, obviously. Mm -hmm. Which we also talked about on our second episode where we talked about Jubilee. Right. And for a little while, Kitty Pride was, but not technically. He just kind of like trained her. And I think we talked about that, too. So in a way, we've already fleshed out. I know. I know. Exactly. I thought I felt that way when I was writing some of these notes down. Uh, But we should mention that X-23 also sort of is his, I would say, his official sidekick because like before she became kind of. Well, so is Dakin, but we'll get to that, too. And then also the character Armor sort of became like a what a a sidekick to him for a long time. She's the kid that like bubbles herself in this like pink, like bubbly armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had like a whole thing for a while. Uh, also, Quentin Quire is like really obsessed with Wolverine for some reason, and I think it's like almost sexual, but we I don't want to know. So, uh, so anyway, Wolverine's first appearance was not actually the X Men. Similar to Sabretooth, he started in another series in which he was in the Incredible Hulk, and so they had come up with a couple of different designs for him. One of them was that he was going to be a mutated Wolverine cub that became Although and like apparently if- the writer later denied that and said that it was false. Just so you know. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Here's me correcting your Wolverine knowledge. But it also could be like the writers be like, uh, uh, j- uh, never mind. Just kidding. I mean, the writer was like, I never intended Wolverine to be a literal Wolverine. And like, oh, my God, I don't know. I, re- I was just reading something about that yesterday. But anyway, I, people right, can so look anyway, it up. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And then also uh, his claws was originally supposed to be attached to his gloves. But that changed pretty quickly because... It's that's because like yeah because if you look at old comics he does have like gloves with like little slots for them to come out yeah. of and then that goes away but then for a while he had them on his hands but he had those little slots on his hands well i mean now we know that they they come out of his skeleton but yeah and it is a skeleton uh so and they can regenerate too if he breaks them off so he's stuck with them forever uh because kitty pride wheeled with one for a while uh so anyway he, he was born in canada uh from james howlett and this is like that crazy story that like he was actually the illegitimate son of Thomas Logan, who was the groundskeeper because like the wife was having an affair with him. Right. And uh, his other son tried to like rape somebody. And like so then uh, James Logan kills Logan's talk like Wolverine's father in retaliation. And then Wolverine kills him or no, wait, no. Yeah. No, hold on. I, he doesn't kill his father. I forget fucking. This is like so confusing. I hated this origin story, by the way. This is like one of those things that they like added. And I was just like, I fucking hate this. I just <laughs> it's confusing and it's stupid. It sounds uh, very soap opera-y. It basically, the, the point of this is that uh, Wolverine's mother had an affair with the groundskeeper, which is really his father. And theoretically might be part of Victor Creed's and Sabretooth's bloodline. But that's not really established either. And honestly... I don't fucking care. And he, so anyway, so he like when Wolverine goes on the run, he like meets up with this girl Rose um, and they like hide out in a colony in Yukon for a while mm-hmm. until Wolverine accidentally kills her because mm-hmm. that's just something that Wolverine does. So Wolverine runs off Wolverine to like live with the wolves. <laughs> I know, I know pretty much. And then he goes to live with the wolves because typical Wolverine yep. until somebody kidnaps him and puts him in a circus. And it's actually Sabretooth's brother, who frees Logan. And that's that whole story I was trying to describe last time with Sabretooth with the Mr. Sinister and like mm-hmm. the secret potion and all that bullshit. Because like you can't like any Mr. Sinister story instantly makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, after all that bullshit, Logan joined the Canadian military during World War One. 
and he married well while he was in madripoor he married this woman called lady itsu which he had his first son with dakin who is that crazy super bisexual like also two bone clawed son of wolverine and pretty great i kind of like him a lot of like when he came back people were like why is dakin here i was like i like dakin but whatever I don't know if it's Ryan liking a cool son of Wolverine sounds surprise totally out of character for you. I know. Also, he's like super bisexual. So yeah, there's that. So, you know, it's like the Ryan yeah, yeah. Pagella trifecta. Uh, in World War Two, he teamed up with Captain America, which I'm mentioning because in this series and also X-Men Evolution and Wolverine and the X-Men and like all the series, like as, as far as I know, I remember Wolverine has like at least one flashback episode with Captain America that nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, we'll get so, there. Anyway, Wolverine does join Team X, where he is brainwashed and given all these false memories. Yep. And that's also when he gets put into the Weapon X program, where he works with like people like uh, Sabretooth and Mystique and uh, Silver Fox and Maverick, uh, which you will see a whole bunch of throughout all these series because we have to have the fun of revisiting that bullshit all the time. Mm -hmm. And I guess some of that is what is maybe implied as being what Sabretooth and Wolverine are having a spat about in this show, but we don't really get to hear about Weapon X That's what I always assumed, too, is like I always assumed it was a Weapon X thing when I was a kid. But but they don't actually say, and that is annoying to me. It is annoying. Um, I I should also mention that Wolverine also has relationships well, he had a relationship with Mystique way at some point in the past, but a lot of the time Wolverine's also paired with Storm, who I think is the better fit for him in the long term, if not Hercules. <laughs> yeah. So or Nightcrawler, but yeah, I Nightcrawler mean, is like a whole other thing for Wolverine. Really? I mean, Wolverine could fit into anything. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway. Winky, winky. Uh, so anyway, um, when he escapes Weapon X, James and Heather Hudson save him and essentially recover him and help him start trying to recover his memories a little bit and they have him join their government's department age which is what the alpha flight is and the alpha flight is the canadian avengers where there's like a whole shitload of characters including the now very popular north star so he like that's where north star originally came from and he was gay from the beginning which is actually kind of cool it is cool not too long after that uh professor xavier recruited wolverine for the x-men but only because wolverine was actually being sent to murder xavier too bad that didn't happen honestly (laughs) uh but then you know wolverine turns good and like professor xavier helps his mind and then also like brainwashes him to make him forget all that fucking xavier i know uh okay so that's like that's his origin origin to the x-men with all the bullshit origin stories with up and x like wolverine's origin story is like fucking a mess and it always has been yeah um and then he meets Gene and I know, right. And he meets Gene at the X-Men. But I wrote down a bunch of other important Wolverine story plot lines that people all know about and uh, have talked about. And they have based movies off of at this point. Um, so we have the main plot line where Magneto ripped Wolverine's adamantium skeleton out of his body for a while. Yeah. And Cable's son, Genesis, tried to rebond the adamantium, but it actually just, like, made Wolverine turn into, like, a super beast until Apocalypse, like, brainwashed him and made him the horseman of death for a while mm-hmm. and then rebonded this adamantium to him. There's a huge, huge storyline where Wolverine goes to Japan and he, like, falls in love with Mariko, who is this yeah. woman that is, needs him to help her find his nephew. Yeah. That movie is actually very good, and I stand by that. 
Um, you still have to see it. I it's know. Very, I, it's the one I haven't seen. But yeah, I, I, I understand point. that you could watch X-Men Origins Wolverine and be like, I don't want to watch any more Wolverine movies. Or you, you could even see Logan and be like, this is too sad and depressing. I don't want to watch this. The Wolverine is like the perfect Wolverine movie. But anyway, so Mariko is engaged to her abusive husband and Logan intends to kill him. Instead, he's like drugged and forced to face Mariko's father in a sword fight, and Logan defies this and like breaks out his claws. So they clearly they're like, "Oh, you've dishonored us!" and they kick him out into the streets where Yukio, who's also in the Wolverine movie, uh, first meets him and kind of like brings it back to health. And they both work together to kill Mariko's husband and father. And then Mariko gives him the Matsumuni sword, which he has for a very long time. And then after that, him and Yukio are also on and off again lovers. So, like, Wolverine's banging the both of them, essentially. But it's not, like, how they pose it in the Wolverine movie where they're, like, sisters. Because they're definitely not in the comic books. Uh, is very cool. She's, like, she's, like, badass. I mean, I do think that, like, when this was written, it was probably positioned as sort of, like, an exotifying Japan thing. Because it yeah, was during I the mean, time right. period when it was, like... Let's just send a white character to Japan and, and they'll get a katana or something. Oh, that's I mean, it was like that time period Yeah, uh, mean, that we were just it's talking cool about. That there's all these like neato Japanese characters, but it's also like definitely in service of like a very popular white character going there. And like, right, doing right, right, totally. Uh, and so Logan is supposed to marry Mardiko, but then Viper and Silver Samurai poison the X-Men and show up and try to, like, kill Wolverine and Rogue, who Wolverine was still not okay with. From This is like a whole side story. Wolverine was like, Rogue can't join the X-Men because she was part of the Brotherhood. And everyone's like, yeah, but you're here, Wolverine. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> and then him and Rogue became besties. It's, like, ridiculous. And Rogue actually jumped in front of a bullet aimed at Mardiko to save them. And mariko and logan do not get married and he returns the sword to her after all that shit there's also a period of time where wolverine and the x-men battle a giant fucking dragon in japan and like wolverine tries to save this dying woman there and he can't and he promises to take care of their daughter or her daughter amiko which he brings to mariko and then they're basically like her foster parents sometimes amiko shows up like in current comics but it's like really random oftentimes you see her like in alternate universes where she becomes like super powered that's cool i like how wolverine just has a bunch of kids all over the world i mean he just he doesn't <laughs> wrap it up ever <laughs> well in this case it's like a surrogate kid but still <laughs> i know i know and then there was that whole thing that we talked about on kitty pride's recap when she was possessed by ogan the super yes. ninja warrior thing it's logan who essentially like breaks her free of that and then for a period of time, Logan, there's been a few different times where Logan has led the X-Men, but usually it's when Storm can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in the 90s, there was a period of time where he went by the name Patch because he wore an eye patch over his eye when all the X-Men were like missing because he didn't want people to know that the X-Men were still alive or that he was Wolverine. So I don't know disguise. how. <laughs> I know. I, it's like so stupid and funny it's at least so funny i can imagine like wolverine putting on the eye patch and being like i'm wearing a halloween costume nobody can identify me but he still like has like his the rest of his clothes what on and like his pointed I hair choose? i know patch, patch. <laughs> good job logan and then we also talked about this in Jubilee's backstory where during the time that the X-Men were in the outback of Australia, mm -hmm. Jubilee, who had portaled in following, you know, the X-Ladies, she was living in the walls and she saw the Reavers attack Wolverine and she goes to save him and nurses him back to life. And then they go on all these adventures across the world together. Um, and that's where she becomes his sidekick. Wolverine also is in love with Silver Fox, who is part of the Weapon X program. And he, like, 
lived with her for a little while and then like she dies at Sabretooth's hands, I believe, and then um, she comes back to life later, working for Hydra, and is like, she's the one that ends up killing Mardiko, uh, or poisons her, and then Mardiko's like, kill me, because like I'm gonna die anyway, so then he has to kill Mardiko, which is typical Wolverine bullshit. Uh, he has a whole history with Omega Red that nobody cares about, but I want to make mention of it, <laughs> but that's gonna come up, so I'm just letting y'all know now. Let's see. Uh, he was with Jean during the whole situation in New X-Men, which was like in the early 2000s, where essentially the, him and Jean were like in this shuttle that was being hurtled towards the sun and Jean couldn't stand the pain anymore. And she asked him to take her life. And he's the one that kills her while like they make out together, which was put into X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how that goes down. And then... You know, during the whole House of M thing, he regains all of his memories at the end of that. And he's also the only one of the few characters that remembers the House of M universe in its whole entirety because most people lost their memory of that afterwards. Yeah, but he remembers it. Right. And then this is around the time that Dakin comes back into the series again, where him and Deadpool like teamed up together and like they found out that Sebastian Shaw had brainwashed Dakin. And so they like free him from that and help him recover his memories. Um, there's a whole thing where Wolverine goes to hell and battles a saber tooth. And he also battles Satan in a, mm-hmm. Oh my God. And he also fights like a demon version of himself called hell. Called, no, no, it's called Helverine. It's so dumb. Have you read that? Yeah. Oh my God. It's stupid. It is stupid. Um, <laughs> and so, okay. So then there's also a long period of time that happened in like the mid 2000s to not too long ago where Cyclops tasked Wolverine with the secret like hit squad, which was him and X-23 and Warpath and Wolfsbane. And then after that, it was him and Archangel and Psylocke and Deadpool and Phantom X. And those were great. I actually highly recommend finding the X-Force comics from that time period because the art is great and it's dark as fuck it's just like x-men killing people that are actually like threats to the world so yeah i've read some of those too because i've read a bunch of old x-23 stuff yeah she's great in those she is great Uh, in those and there's a lot of like sad x-23 comics from that time period too right uh and not too long ago when the x-men were stationed up in their little island utopia there's like a lot of again wolverine and cyclops fighting which is nothing new but which is what's important about this is that it gets so bad where cyclops is like just sending the children in as soldiers and wolverine's like that's really fucking not okay like they're kids you can't be training they're like 12 13 you're sending them into battle where they may potentially die and what ends up happening is that like one of them Edie, ends up killing somebody and they're just like killing people and wolverine's like that's fucked up like like wolverine gets really mad about it he's like i'm so fucked up in the way that i am because i've had to murder so many people don't make children have to suffer that and cyclops is like no so wolverine (laughs) and and kitty branched off and built the new school uh gene gray's school for higher learning and they were the headmasters for a very long time uh up until about the point where he got infected with that virus that essentially turned off his healing factor and then mm-hmm. f- fucking went to go, f- I don't know, fight the doctor that put the adamantium on him, which sometimes is Dr. Cornelius and sometimes is Mr. Sinister, depending on who is writing that story. But in this story, <laughs> it was Dr. Cornelius. And 
yeah, I don't, I don't even remember if he actually fucking kills him, and I didn't bother looking it up because I'm lazy, I guess. But I do know that he just fucking knocks over a bunch of adamantium that lands all over him, and I was like, really? That's what's gonna fucking kill him? Is like he like whoopsie knocked over like a paint can of fucking adamantium. The end. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And so then after that X twenty three, Laura Kinney took on the mantle of Wolverine, which we talked about, and that yes. I think that she should still have that. Uh, well, and then but a- then later they sort of, they, I guess, read all the Old Man Logan comics and they were like, these are pretty good. Let's make these canon, which they weren't originally. Oh, they no, were, they weren't. They and were just I, part well, of a different Technically, series. they're not canon. It's like Wolverine from an alternate future. And they say that all the time where it's still not technically Wolverine. So right. but it's, it's stupid. kind of him now. But I will, I, I will make mention that there is, a, this is like so. Okay, so Mark Miller wrote, um the logan series that old like old man yeah, logan he wrote all the old man logan which things. is like i mean it's a good story i definitely recommend reading it and it's in this future where like all the superheroes are dead it's not just like mutants which is yeah, the way that they pose cool, it in the it's a cool weird series but it doesn't really make enough sense i mean well okay so also brian michael bendis originally came up with the old man logan idea he just came up with the the concept and then later uh, Mark Miller wrote this series. Right. Um, and he, he, it's basically Wolverine living with like this family that he has and he refuses to fight anyone or ever use his claws. And I'm not going to get into like, I mean, why that of, is. if people have seen Logan, then yeah. a lot of the stuff from the movie Logan is borrowed from old man Logan. Well, they pose, they pose it as, all right. Well, spoilers. If you don't want to hear the spoiler well, of, we don't need to spoil Logan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna say it? Old Man Logan, not the movie. Oh, oh, the comic book. Okay, we can spoil the comic book. Yeah. So you, you've, you've had no your one warning. Cares. It's a comic but, book. But basically, all the villains have won and taken over the world. And yes. the reason why Wolverine refuses to fight anyone is because fucking is it Mysterio? Yeah, it's Mysterio. So one of the villains shows up and basically hypnotizes Wolverine, thinking that all the villains are attacking the X Mansion so wolverine slaughters all of them and then one of the villains is like jubilee it's jubilee being like we thought you were our friends and he looks down and he sees all the dead x-men yeah like she snaps him out of it it's yeah. like it's like one of those storylines that's written to be intentionally dark and honestly that isn't it doesn't make enough thing, sense wolverine but... is good at what he does but he's not good enough to take on all the x-men at one time yeah that's that's a huge problem i've always had with that story although the only surviving X-Men in Old Man Logan is Emma Frost, of course. Well, she could make it out. Emma, Dude, Emma Frost is the person who's always going to survive. It's kind of too bad that Emma Frost isn't in Logan. But you know what? Fox has really fucked up the continuity. That's true. Of That's everything. true. So there's no way she could be there. No, yep, you're right. And as we all know, uh, he's played by the gorgeous Hugh Jackman in the movies. Yep. Who I was extensively obsessed with when I was a teenager. As was I. And uh, the only other final thing that I want to make note of is that there's an alternate universe that Wolverine is uh, canonically in a relationship with Hercules from the Avengers and that they are a couple. And I always bring this up because everyone's like, oh, it's an alternate series. And I'm like, yeah, but like, does that mean that actual Wolverine is bisexual? Because actual hercules is bisexual and every single time they do this they end up like implementing it into the actual story so i think he's like one of those characters that i think is written in mind to be a bisexual character and the only way they could so far get away with it is if they just did it in an alternate universe so well ryan you'll get no argument from me on that but that transitions us pretty well into our next segment of the show 
if you're done talking about Wolverine. I, I am done because I was way longer than I wanted to be. That was just the fucking like tip of the Wolverine I iceberg. Know. That was just that was the just the tip of Wolverine's the Wolverine cake, dick, <laughs> which is a dick. And speaking of which, who's gay? <laughs> the X-Men Okay, so there's like only one option in this episode. I and you I know, don't even. I I disagree with you. Do you? Yeah. Well, well, who are you gonna say? I was gonna say Sabretooth and Wolverine, but like I am going to make the argument for Cyclops because he's fucking obsessed with Logan for the entire <laughs> beginning of this episode, and it's so funny to me. Like his little monologue where he's like, "A true friend wouldn't leave the X Mansion without saying goodbye to his true friend, who is me, Gene." And I was like, "Jesus Christ, Cyclops, you need to calm down." Because you're obsessed with Logan, and it's, like, really obvious. It's like, you're a little in love with Logan. Just say that you take it up the butt a little bit from Wolverine. It's cool. But that's that's my vote, but it's only because I was so annoyed with Wolverine and Sabretooth in this episode that I, like, didn't even care. I mean, uh, I agree with you now that you've made your point, and I feel like <laughs> that is the way to go. And that I just didn't view that the first time I was going on because like i i only voted for that because I, I was like well i guess it's because they're I mean, rumbling it around has to be i mean wolverine and Sabretooth are clearly still in an on again off again sex well but that like everybody the, else has to deal with because they can't let it go it was like weirder in this episode because the first time they did this it was like way more sexual than it, it was, was this time and it was like funnier and campier and this yeah. time it was just like Sabretooth monologuing into an ice storm like by I mean himself. I guess we could argue that Sabretooth is super gay in this because he's he like he, we saw his huge his perfect voluptuous his bayonetta costume, butt his costume is very homoerotic which I pointed out in the first time that we saw yeah, him you were like, because uh, he's wearing like this flesh colored skin suit i don't even yeah, know he's, he's dressed as a gay naked. wrestler that's like what he's, he's not doing naked but he looks naked because of his costume because it's well the color of his skin it's excuse really me weird. why are we pairing uh wolverine with like stupid dude kiwak yeah no. <laughs> just no <laughs> i don't know i can't even get on board with that i just I, I can't get on board with anything in this episode to be honest with you like even though like we're trying so hard i think you're right that cyclops is the way to is the good it's choice for this because segment. i thought that those scenes were the best written and were like the cutest and funniest the rest of the episode i could barely stand at all like at yeah. least those scenes i was like this feels like cyclops being in character and it's like funny and good yeah um but then the episode was completely downhill after that and i am happy to just throw it all in the garbage bin me too so congratulations, Scott Summers. The, yeah, you're, you, gay. you're you're pretty gay, Scott. Also, <laughs> shout out to Sabretooth's costume. Yeah, honorable mention to Sabretooth's butt. Yeah, not even Sabretooth, just his butt. No, just his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, since it's a garbage episode, are we just going to agree that this is like one out of five X's? I mean, I I guess so. I guess I'll give it one. <laughs> I I would give it zero, but I'll give it one. You can give it like a point five if you want. 
Do you want to do like half a star? I'm willing to give it half a star. It's pretty Or sorry, half an X. So it's like just like. Just like a sideways V. Yeah. The greater or lesser sign, whichever way you go. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely less than. This is a bad episode. And if if I were making a skip list for this show, I would tell people to skip this episode. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to this whole episode and you're like watching along with us and we told you we're telling you to skip it, you honestly just wasted a lot of time. But I'm sorry. Who's doing that? (laughs) Who's watching the episode while listening? There are actually several people who are doing that. And shout out to you guys, because that's awesome man i mean maybe this is why we should do the rating at the beginning instead of the end which i have said before but i i don't know if i'm on board too with late that now we we've already imposed strict guidelines on our show and we can't change them now oh so yeah it is what it is so speaking of people watching the show we do have a couple of quick reader mails oh fun all right um so the first one we have is from ray victoria and they say hello ryan and maddie first off allow me to say i very much enjoy your show i found you guys off of maddie's appearance on achievement oriented and when i heard x-men podcast i immediately subscribed you both are very funny in your fandom shows and it makes the humor that much more enjoyable that you are also informed i had never considered the peril to the homosexuality and now i watch the show and i point that stuff out to my wife all the time she hates me shipping wolverine and cyclops because she's had that crush on wolverine since she was a kid understandable (laughs) so do we uh and so his question is anyway my question is if you guys have noticed that they change up the closing credits sometimes specifically if you look at season three episode five the art and animation is way different and it makes me wonder why they didn't just use that for the whole show thanks for taking the time to keep this up and keep up the great work and p.s can't wait till you guys get to archangel episodes as he's my favorite x-men should be a lot of fun uh, for first of all, Archangel is on my top five, so I'm excited to get to, to Archangel. Say, like Ryan is a huge Archangel. Oh, fan. dude! I'm as I say that I'm looking up on like you know where I keep all of my action figures. I have two separate sections: one of all Mister Sinisters and one of all Archangels. So, <laughs> and then I have a couple Jubilees, but they just haven't released enough action figures. But I have like a fucking Mister Sinister Archangel Shrine. Katie just got me the little Archangel pop like a couple weeks ago. Just in case anybody was questioning Ryan's Archangel fandom. He's pretty fucking great. Question no further. Uh, But then the question about... I haven't noticed this and now I'm going to pay attention to it. The closing credits changes i think i gotta admit i don't pay a ton of attention to the closing well you just neither do i i usually just shut off there but i do remember when i was watching the tv show that sometimes they do like character highlights where they'd like be like oh here's cyclops and it would like do like a little profile of him what if his powers were and sometimes they'd show like them like in the opening again but i think what you might be referencing uh, in this email ray is uh at one point i think they showed the anime opening of x-men the animated series in the closing credits of the english version because in japan they had a different opener that yeah they had animated themselves and it was fucking amazing if that closing credits sequence you saw also featured a ton of cable then yes because like for some reason they put a huge highlight on cable on that and that's why that animation is the way that it was so i agree though that was very beautiful so well i'll keep an eye out for it because clearly i'm not paying any attention i mean Um... same here and then we have (laughs) another question and this one's actually not really a question it's sort of a suggestion and i love this it's from drake and they write hey maddie and ryan just wanted to write in to suggest a sign-off message for the end of each episode and would you say see you x time (laughs) 
Not okay, sure if so... it would work. I won't be offended at all if you, neither of you like it. Anyway, keep up the great work on the show. We love it. Actually, we love I it. I read, I screen capped that email and sent it to Maddie last week before and we've we recorded the show. We started saying see you next time to each other. Yeah, so I think that's what it's going to be in our daily lives. So you get to, you can, you can have that credit to yourself. Because you suggested Thank you, it. Drake. Thank you. Anyway, I guess now we can use our new sign off. Uh, we can, but first you can follow the Mutant Ages on iTunes. Twitter? Well, oh, oh yeah, Twitter, sorry, Twitter right. too. But, our actual uh, podcast. Would yeah, you, you can... like to subscribe to our podcast? It's on SoundCloud, iTunes, and it's even on Stitcher, a thing that we don't fully understand, but are <laughs> on. Um, and also, we have social media. Yeah, we have a, uh, the Mutant Ages on Twitter. And mm-hmm. it'd actually be really great. If you're listening to this right now, and if you could give us a, a review on iTunes and or on SoundCloud, because the more reviews and likes that we have is really great. And if you can just subscribe on SoundCloud, that helps us as well. And on or iTunes. iTunes or whatever you want. Yeah. The more subscribers and reviews we have, the easier it is for other people to find the show. Or you can just do that thing where you tell your friends about a show that you like. Yeah, that that's actually too. really important. If you're too important. shy to write a review, that's totally fine. And feel free to leave comments on the actual episode itself, which you can write in on SoundCloud. Or you can also email us at mutantages at gmail.com because we read all the reader mail that comes in unless it's incredibly offensive but that has not happened yet <laughs> not yet uh, if you and... <laughs> give us some obscene content about Wolverine we'll probably still read it I mean if somebody sends us like a literal report of Wolverine I'm not going to say no <laughs> okay um, so do that apparently um, uh, but, uh, but also uh, you could just send us normal reader mail oh, they, I thought you were going to say just send us normal porn oh yeah you could send us normal porn or X-Men porn no just <laughs> kidding please only send X-Men men porn because this is an x-men show thank you right you can you can send uh mad max port to let's watch two movies that's correct um so anyway uh (laughs) the mutant ages is part of atomic blue productions which is our main our main production team which has a youtube channel where we post all sorts of stuff including little clips what we're gonna have an x-men video on there coming up yeah definitely want to check out that youtube channel because ryan and i just made a video about x-men apocalypse and everything wrong with it and we fixed the movie guys we completely we actually went and reshot it completely god i wish i know me too (laughs) but we fixed the movie and it's a great video that ryan hasn't edited yet so i don't know if it's actually great but it's gonna be great it's it's somewhere down the line we'll we'll get to it but i'm excited about it and also in between each uh podcast release since we're bi-weekly we post up a little clip from previous episodes up on youtube with the actual animation yeah, of the so series you should subscribe anyway because those are really fun but yeah there's another cool video coming down the pike yeah and uh, you can follow me on twitter at ryan pagella or, or me at midi myers yep and you can also find me on instagram at ryan.pagella all right, so this episode that I said wasn't going to be two hours is two hours, and I'm sorry, Maddie. And I'm sorry to everyone listening, because it's not <laughs> even a good episode. You know what? The bulk of it was us talking about Wolverine, and I'm okay with that, honestly. Yeah, me because too. Because I'm the person who was like, when are we going to do a spotlight on love? Okay, you literally do that in like every single episode, and I was like, dude, trust me, there's it's coming. Well, you were right, and I'm glad that we got to finally do it because we've pretty much talked about Wolverine in every single other episode up to now. That is true. And now he finally gets the spotlight that he deserves, and yeah, that's it, the end. And also, I married Wolverine. Sorry. Hugh Jackman, call us. Yeah, Come on the show. Call us, Hugh Jackman, be our guest. 
We're just going to ask you a lot of weird questions. You just said next. You didn't even say X. No, I didn't. I said X. It's recording. I can prove it. Okay, fine. Let's actually do it. All right. See you next time. Ron's on. Follow us at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.